0: Hello, and welcome to another special episode of the Mark Groves podcast, where I talk about things that are coming up for me personally, things that I'm observing, things that are going on in my experience of just not only me personally, but just observing so many questions and thoughts that people have as a collective. You know, being a, a human is hard. It's um, It's challenging. And it's difficult to be in a relationship to other other people. And I constantly want to bring back that truth that anyone who told you it's easy is not doing it. (laughs) I don't want to say not doing it right. I think the simplicity is that when we get back into our bodies and we connect to our intuition and our feelings, we can simply feel into... Does this feel right? Am I moving towards what is right for me? Why is something off? I need to be curious about that. Often we just dismiss things because they're challenging or they're off. But I think everything, much like when we get triggered in communication with someone, it really is this invitation to curiosity rather than an invitation to abandonment and withdrawing. And though sometimes that's important to protect ourselves, it is often something that we've learned over time. We learn to be reactive and to run from things or to freeze because we're really just trying to protect ourselves. Those are survival strategies that we learn to protect ourselves from being hurt, and they worked previously. But they don't work to create constructive, beautiful human relational experiences. And that's why everyone can learn how to be in a relationship. It is a skill set. It's not reserved for the privileged. It's a skill set. And there's a great book by Eric Fromm called The Art of Loving. And he talks about how anything else we would learn, but there's nothing that we fail at more than love, and yet we don't take the time to practice and learn. I think it's pretty messed up that we sort of get into relationship in our teens and 20s or whatever. We're just expected to know we're just expected to have it figured out. You're supposed to marry the person that you first enter a long-term relationship with. I'm fascinated by the thought, because this has navigated my, my brain before in dating, and you know, and entering that world again at some point, just not now, is that it's really interesting that when we go on four or five dates with someone and, and maybe we're not interested anymore, we feel bad for ending it. We feel like we should stick around, that we should stick it out, that we should do this and this and this. And we forget that dating is really sorting. It's a matter of figuring out what you like and what you don't like. That's what relationship is about. That's why we enter relationships. That's why if you had one that's two years or four years or one year or 10 years, they all just build more information about what we like and what we don't like. I hear a lot from people that they wanna forget about their ex or their past. And I would say, if you forget about them, you forget about the lesson, you forget about the wisdom, about the learning. you know, to me, I think about every crack, every break, every heartbreak as being information. And it really building the uh, archetype of the ideal person I would want to be with, which is not to idealize. but how would you ever notice the person you next want to be in relationship with if you don't observe? all the positives, and I'll use the word negatives, of your previous partners, which is not a judgment of your previous partners, but let's be honest, maybe you have some real negative qualities in some past partners, maybe in yourself, too. And how many of us can actually do an accurate audit of ourselves, to actually sit down and say, how did I contribute to this outcome? How did I participate in this relationship? A relationship is always two people. I heard J.P. Sears the other day do a video about, you know, how do I get over dating a narcissist? And he said, well, maybe the most difficult part of that is to first ask yourself why you're a match to one. And I thought, wow, that if someone can hold that truth, if someone can watch that and go, oh, that one hurts, then they're open now and they're willing to look at themselves And that really is the gift of responsibility, of saying like, hey, if I'm going to be in a relationship, then I'm going to have to take responsibility for everything I've chosen and how I've shown up in my entire life. You don't get to skip the bad parts. You don't get to skip to the things you just really liked about your past. You have to take responsibility for everything that you've done and shown up and said and been and what you've allowed, because in doing that, then you gain power. You know, in doing that, you become so damn powerful. I think this is the area that we really struggle, that we really have a hard time actually making the transition is that we go from learning information, like you might listen to this podcast or previous ones or other people's work and books and whatever, and you might know something might resonate with you, and yet you don't change your life. And that is an interesting thing about being a human being which is that we don't wait. <laughs> we have to wait till it hurts a lot or we have to wait till we have to change rather than we choose to. This was a huge transition I made in my life where I made waited from having to do things to choosing to do things. And it's the most empowering thing you can do in your life because all of a sudden you, your life changes because you choose to. You don't wait to have the hard conversation. You choose to have the hard conversation. And I've said in previous episodes is, this invitation to you, what conversations are you avoiding? What choices are you avoiding? What, what things are you avoiding that you know to be true that when you connect to the deeper part of yourself, you already know the answer. And, and that's so, I got to tell you, there's a bridge there that's really hard to take because I know this bridge, which is you have a feeling inside you. It's gnawing at you. And and it can be simply like, I need to have a conversation. I need to start to have a conversation. I need to say something. I need to stand up for something. I need to end something. I need to begin something. We have a feeling and we wait till we have to do it. We wait for our life to explode. We wait for us to get sick. But when you're avoiding that thought, that feeling, that thing, it's still there. The truth is still there. And I think we often live lives where we are just one or two really hard, difficult conversations away from being connected back to our soul, connected to back to alignment. And when I think about this, when I think about that bridge, it's usually about betraying, you know, that we have to betray someone else, that we have to betray what we're taught, we have to betray something to reclaim ourselves. But let me tell you, when you have betrayed someone in order to choose yourself or betrayed a system, a family, a culture, then when someone has to do it with you, you'll be able to hold the space for it because you'll know what it's like to be in a prison. You'll know what it's like to need to choose expansion. And then you'll have more access to grace and compassion because you've had grace and compassion for yourself. You know, sometimes there isn't a book that explains what you're going through. You just know. And you don't need it validated by another person. That's the one thing that I see so often now is people asking me to tell them what they should do. But you're the authority on your life. And we've learned as kids, and we learn within our culture, that you don't know you the best. You're... (laughs) That you need to seek someone else to tell you. You need someone else to approve of your choice for it to be the right choice. But that's that transition that goes from if you if you like what I'm choosing, if it works for you, if you agree with it, then it must be right. Then I'm worthy of making that choice. You you transition to if I agree with it, if it aligns with me, and that's the reclamation of self. You know, listen. I'm the first to tell you that adulting is hard. Being an adult is hard. You know, my breakup with Kylie, I've consistently been at these whys in the road to choose grace, to choose connection. You know, I'm human. I got anger. I got resentment. I got excitement. I got sadness. I got grief. I got all of it. And yet I'm constantly invited back to like, how do I want to be remembered? Who do I want to be? And recently, just over a week ago, we had been in communication about, you know, just we hadn't seen each other in a month since um, we had chosen to part. And and don't worry, everybody, I got approval from her to share this. I wouldn't share without that. And in that conversation we hadn't seen each other in person and i knew that it would be scary for me to see her in person i knew that it would be hard because it would bring up all the things you know and it was easy for me to navigate behind i don't want to say a digital mask but like a digital wall in a sense we had facetimed a few times and every time we spoke they were like beautiful connective conversations which causes a lot of internal conflict of why is this ending when we have this connection, this skill, this, this thing that we share. And so just through the dialogue we had had, you know, I, we had sort of come to agreement that we should do a closing ceremony of our relationship. Now, let me tell you, In the past, in previous breakups, I've had nothing, I've had, I've wanted nothing to do with the closing ceremony. I am one who is all or nothing, that when things end, you get no access to my life, you get no access to my heart. I'm very much like, I would say in an aspect, it is healing, you know, it's healing. And it is, A way that I can regroup, so to speak. And also it's walls because I don't want to experience pain. I don't want them to see my pain. I want to sort of be like, it's over. Bye. Peace out. I'm good. Install Bumble. Everything's good. I didn't do that though, because I know, and I got asked that the other day, how do you know when it's time to start dating again after a breakup? And I said, when it feels right, when it feels like not an escape from your pain, I mean, I am a master of escaping from my pain previously, but I don't drink, you know, anymore, so I can't do that. Also, because I don't drink, I don't end up in questionable situations, you know, where my values are being numbed and I'm experiencing fleeting romance. And that's been beautiful because I have made it very intentional to sit in my pain, to sit in my feelings, to let anger come, let it all come. I use boxing to process anger, I spend a lot of time in the trees, I go hiking, and I just remind myself that this is also divinely planned. As humans, we think for some reason we're in charge, that we know more than this earth, that we know more than the tree, we know more than the bug, but we don't. We're just arrogant. We're part of something that's so much greater than us, I mean, you just have to think about the fact that you're on a planet in a, what's my friend call it, a meat bag, you know? And I think about this, you know, this saying that people say we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And I would say that you can't forget the human. You can't forget what's biological, what is normal for emotion to come up and I think we, we try to bypass that, you know, we use sayings like, just choose love, just, and that's true. Like what would love do in this moment? But sometimes love would express a boundary. Love would express anger in a safe way. I'm just constantly brought back to what is biological to not forgetting that we are human, that we are a mammal, that we have a nervous system, that all ranges of emotion are okay. And it takes time to learn how to connect back to them, to get back in your body and really this journey of trusting oneself. Self-trust is about making hard decisions and following your intuition. There is no one else who can validate those choices, as I said before. You, if you look to other people to tell you what to do with your life, then you are saying to yourself that you are not the authority on your life and someone else knows better than you, which is with compassion and empathy what you were taught, what most of us are taught, which is you got to go to university, get this type of degree, only these types of jobs pay, blah, 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 blah. And if you're a woman, go get, you can stay at home and take care of your kids, but don't do that because independent women get jobs and if, you, and they live in power and they run the shit. Oh, but then if you decide to stay at home after you've done that, then now, I mean, it's like men be providers, but then oh, also be emotional and connective and also let a woman step into the role of providing. And I'm speaking very heteronormatively, I apologize. But like then women step in the role of provider, then you be a caretaker, but then no one celebrates a male who stays at home as a caretaker. So you'll be shamed for that. Also get in touch with your emotions. But if you cry, you'll be seen as weak. And you won't be celebrated by the very thing that gives you status and makes you feel like a man. Well, it's all a bit of a mind fuck, isn't it? And that's why none of that fucking shit matters. What other people think of you is not what you think of you. And that's the reclamation. That's it. And so I sat in that as I thought about this closing ceremony. That let me tell you, the hurt part of me was like, nope, no, that's, uh, we should just take a rain check on that. We'll do that in a month. And I thought, am I wanting to do it in a month because that's the right choice or because I'm afraid? And the truth hits you square in the ding dong or the eyes or whatever. And it was that I was afraid. And so I chose to step towards my fear because it'd be pretty hard to sit on this mic and tell you to do the same thing if I don't. And listen, that's the level of responsibility that I've chosen to have in my life. That is what I've chosen. And let me tell you, it's the most freeing thing in the world to be in your heart and to stay open. The other person said, how's your broken heart? And I said, it's not broken. It's open. It's not broken. It's still beating. It's still breathing. It's still ready. It's a warrior, you know? And within all of us is that, this resilient part of us that says we got this. But if you subcontract the authority of your life to other people, you will not trust yourself and you will not believe that you got this. You will constantly seek other people to validate and choose you. You will constantly seek that other people approve of your choices. Now, don't get me wrong. If you make bad choices or you make destructive choices, You're probably not approving of them. (laughs) You know the feeling inside your body about what I'm talking about, so don't try to play in the intellectual gray area of this. We all know when we're masters of that bullshit. So I googled it, because I'm like, for sure someone else has done a closing ceremony of their relationship. I mean, there's other conscious, thoughtful, loving beings who have probably thought, well, how the fuck do I do this? I've never had a breakup where I'm like, let's lovingly part. Now, I'm blessed because I get to navigate that with someone who is incredible. So I Googled it, and I found an article on it. And then I collected other information from other things I read. And I sent it over to her, and I said, what do you think about this? Think we can do this? And she said, yeah. So I went over to the house, and we caught up. We hadn't obviously seen each other in person for a month. So we caught up on each other's life, and you know, it's hard to be in the same cellular space and experience. And then we, you know, lit a fire and we started the process. And the reason I want to share this is because I think it's really important that we start to turn towards endings, that we don't see them as failures, that in our hurt is oh and so much wisdom it's a hard line to feel because of course pain is such evidence of love you know the more you hurt the more you have loved And there's something so beautiful about that, about a heart that is open despite catching life's pains, but also life's joys. You don't get to choose. And so step one was reviewing what do we appreciate about the other person and why? What were we grateful for about them and why? And then step two. And then step two was sharing what were our favorite memories. Oh man, that one was a doozy. I mean, even as I talk about this ceremony, you can tell it was a doozy. It's so beautiful. And so reviewing our favorite memories was that was hard. But beautiful and healing. And then the last part was what we hoped and envisioned for the other person individually. And then also sort of the intention was what we hope and envision as a cup like as a friend, as platonic friends. And I said to her that I I don't I don't know how to get there yet I don't know how to build the bridge to that I don't I don't know what it looks like because I haven't walked it I've not had like you know sure I've relationships with past partners that are amicable and all the things but I've never actually like intentionally built a friendship from that space so I got to tell you being mature which I don't know that I'll ever claim to be completely <laughs> mature. But being an adult is just fucking hard. And choosing to do that was, man, I had to tap into every part of bravery that I even know. But also, I'm in a place I'm in a place I've never been before. I've done something I've never done before. (sighs) And that just builds more self-worth. That just builds more I can. And you know, the truth is, is that regardless of what our partner, our past partner, the truth is, is that regardless of what our past partner's response is to a request of something like this, it's that the victory is in the process, not the outcome. It's not in them agreeing to it or what it looks like. It's, it's in the fact that we invited it. My self-worth comes from how I show up. It comes from who I am. It comes from stepping into my integrity. It comes from being courageous when it would be so easy to fold. It comes from sharing this with you. It comes from sharing this with you, even though I don't really want to. Why well, would anybody want to cry on a microphone? <laughs> you know? Man, I never envisioned as a kid that one day, <laughs> one, a person would give me a fucking microphone. That's a shock and a half. I'm sure, all my teachers are like, Holy fuck, he has an Instagram and a microphone. He talks so much in class. (sighs) But I also didn't envision that what felt like the toughest thing in the world to be so open and feel so much would, uh, become a superpower, which I mean, I think is just really fascinating that the thing that we do, you know, to protect ourselves, we don't realize that our gifts are in our openness, that our gifts are in our hearts, that being closed off is not a badge of honor. Staying open despite all All the reasons in the world to be closed, staying open and resilient despite all the reasons we don't have to be. And that's where I really think we get to be. And at the same time, that just reinforces the importance that we are our own greatest advocates, but we are also our own greatest protector, that we have our own fucking back, that we only allow what is safe, what we want, what we invite, that we have this ability to stand up for ourselves and trust ourselves and protect ourselves and really get centered in the warrior that lives within us. But the warrior cries, the warrior's open, the warrior hurts, but the warrior doesn't fuck around. The warrior doesn't let just anyone dance in our heart. The warrior says, you can pass and you can come through if these are your behaviors. But here's the deal. You don't get to ask for what you don't do. You don't get to request someone to be a certain way if you're not. You got to show the fuck up. And man, this podcast episode has been a real doozy, but also very cathartic. As, you know, I don't always have access to all the feelings all the time. And I got to tell you, I'm better than I'm not. And I feel really great. I feel really aligned. I feel like life is flowing. And also, I don't resist the emotion that flows through me. So, you know, everything is on the up and up. Everything is unfolding exactly as it should. And, you know, I remember listening to Abraham Hicks a long time ago, and she said, Remember that when you wish for something, everything that needs to get out of the way and everything needs to heal is going to come up. And so this is how we're no different than the tree. The storms come, we grow. I was thinking the other day just how simple, and I'm going to close on this. You know, when you look at a seed, it is already the tree. It just doesn't know it's the tree. But when you become a tree you know that you came from the seed. You know that you came from so much. You know you needed to crack and expand and become. I just don't know why we are any different. Why we don't look at the time we are the seed, which is always really it. We're always seed and tree, seed and tree. You know what I'm saying? But why we don't see that we are already everything that we want to be. We are already able to be the expression of ourselves. We just have to let the cracking happen. We just have to allow ourselves to go through it. We just have to get out of the way in a lot of ways. Remove all the barriers that we have to love so it can just flow through us. So on that note, I hope you're all having a beautiful week and I'll talk to you soon.